Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Fascinating Nouns. We are still at last check, the galaxy's most trusted source for incredible people, places, things, and ideas. And this week, phenomenon, because we are have arrived at this curious nexus point. We explore the strange, unusual, offbeat, bizarre, intriguing, interesting, invigorating, quirky, quaint, quizzical, weird, wild, wacky, fun, frivolous, and the fringe, plus everything in between those spaces. I am your host, Daniel J. Glenn. So once again this week, cross-platform promotional spoiler alert, I have pulled from the Stell Experience, my other podcast, a person from the incredibly diverse and talented pool of Stell, Illinois for this week, Arjena Marie. Now I met Arjena and she is, I will call her a tarot card expert for the, for, for the purposes of today's episode, but she is much more than that. She is probably the most talented intuitive that I have ever met. Well, I'm so excited. Let's just bring her on the program. Well, Arjena, I cannot thank you enough for being on the show this week. I'm grateful for you having me. This is very exciting. So, you know, I think I like to explain why I bring people on the show. And what what, what, what kind of blows me away about you is there are I'm really into fringe topics, as this show has demonstrated. And there are very few people who have kind of proven that there there is that ability. You know, most people I've met are kind of shysters, and or they think they have a little bit, but not quite as much as they would like to have. But you are someone who has demonstrated not only an ability, but you and I, in some ways, are extreme opposites that have somehow been attracted to each other. I think to to kind of learn from each other, because I think you know I'm a very logical person. And you are—you have a whole different way of living that is foreign to me. I mean, it's like you were taken from Mars and like placed on this <laughs> Earth. And I kind of analyze you like an alien species because I everything that like the way you work, I just don't understand. But it works for you, you know, in a, in a way that's probably more efficient than how my approach to life has worked for me. Um, and I think that you know, and so. Let me explain that a little bit. So where I is kind of think I'm logical, you know, I guess you'd call that what a, a left brain person. Is that how that works? Yeah. And you kind of like feel your way through life. Like you, you kind of, you know, transverse emotions and feelings and you, and you have an intuitive ability that is spot on. Um, and it works for you. It's amazing. How do you, how do you do that? <laughs> I don't know any other way to be. Um, even as like a teenager, um, I was trying to figure out, you know, how I could, because I knew that I would feel things and sense things, but as but as a teenager, everybody was, you know, expecting me to be logical, and you know, and and have uh, a nice, um, you know analytical kind of thing and i i knew i had a brain you know yes. i knew i had that i was supposed to you know be able to think things out in a linear fashion although i don't think i would have used that word at the time but um yeah. but i i was puzzled because i thought other people must be like me i didn't realize that i was different and then, of course, I look at my two sisters now, and it's no wonder I, I didn't uh, understand that, because both my sisters have this ability, each of us a little differently, but nevertheless. So it didn't seem like I was out of sync with the rest of the world until I left home 
and uh, and Ben was out there trying to make it in the world in the world's way. And uh, and so that was when I began to figure out that maybe I was functioning a bit differently. And you know, my whole life, I'm, I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm 73 now, and I and I look at this, and I'm going, and I'm still <laughs> doing some of that. Sometimes yeah. I'm doing really well, and other times uh, not so well. But I'm still trying to do that balance between. Uh, for a while, I called it between the left brain and the right brain, and I studied that and I learned about that on a, you know, in a, what I call a linear fashion in books and that kind of thing. Um, however, what I what I discovered for myself is that um, being an intuitive doesn't always mean that you are that you are somebody who feels everything, um, senses everything, senses you know, what people are feeling. Um, we all do some of that. Um, but many people, or most people, don't do it the way that that I function. And I don't know any other way to be. Um, and I just have to learn each, you know, cycle in my life. And there certainly are cycles. Um, I have to learn my way through it again only in that kind of set of circumstances and and as I do that I keep learning more and I expand more and I'm able to give more because that's the thing that is the most important thing to me so when you were when you were growing up I mean was there uh, so did you come from like an intuitive background did other people have abilities throughout your you know lineage um, I found out later, uh, yes, um, I now know that my, <laughs> I, I, I had this memory come up when I was having a discussion with a granddaughter in Texas over the phone, and I mentioned something about doing uh, tarot reading, and uh, I can't even remember why I said something, and she said, Grandma, do you do that? And I said, yes, and of course, then my focus, and it depends on where my focus is, then my focus became lineage and I said yes and this memory came up and I said would you believe that my grandmother used to read tea leaves hmm. and and I, I had this flash and I I was like about my nose was above the table so I was pretty pretty small <laughs> and I'm looking as she is you know if she's doing her little um, ritual of you know because they didn't have tea bags then and uh, and doing this little ritual, you know, turning the the cups over and and letting the tea leaves out, and and then she would tell this other woman a story, and I I I was looking at those tea leaves, and this was a one-time incident that I had forgotten, and uh, and and after the lady had gone, I looked at her and I said, Grandma. How did you do that? And she looked at me and she says, well, do you see this? And I remember, you know, she pointed out a certain portion of it. And she said, do you see a cart with an oxen driving it or an ox driving it or pulling it? And I said, I was looking. And I said, yeah. <laughs> and she said, Okay, so she says that's what I'm doing, 
for me at the time. However, I didn't realize that I was doing this funny thing with my eyes, and it was just fun when I was in my bedroom and I'm looking up at, you know, the wallpaper, and I was changing the way my eyes saw, and I would see the different things happening on <laughs> that wallpaper, how it would change just on how I focused my eyes. I didn't know that was weird. I didn't know other people didn't do that. Um, I was just playing, you know, as a youngster. And, uh, and you know, so I, uh, you know, I was born this way. And, uh, you know, and, and yes, um, I now know more about the Celtic background and my mother's green eyes and why, you know, <laughs> why people were afraid of her when she got angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> she got, her eyes got yellow and she got angry. You know, and I thought that was, well, hey, that's just my mom, you know. Wait, is that true? And I'm finding that. Her um, eyes really turned yellow? Like, her eyes turned yellow like the Hulk? Oh, yeah, they would turn yellow with rage. And, uh, and they, and, and she, and of course we were, I was up in Canada, in Ontario, in the rural area. And, um, and um, you know, I did hear a couple of times somebody say something about my mother had the evil eye. <laughs> and I was like, my mom that's how you go what are they talking about i had no background you know no knowledge that could give me extra information about that i was just i'm giving you my, my childhood perspective mm -hmm. and um so um so yeah i it's i it's in the family it's obvious you know now to me now that i know a whole lot more <laughs> yeah well, did I've got two that sparked two questions. Number one, just to really quick okay. to play devil's advocate, um, which is what I do. Now, when you said you were looking at the tea leaves, I mean, couldn't it just be like matrix matrixing, like when you look at clouds and you see a giraffe and it's just a random bunch of clouds, you know? Well, sure it could, but you know, there aren't very many kids who who are in tune with nature that haven't gone out there, laid on their back, and looked at the clouds. And if they're with a friend and they're comparing, did you see this and look at that? And yeah, but I didn't, you know, the, the, the changing, I can remember the actual shifting in the eyes and I could still do it if I needed to, but, uh, but the, the, sh the actual playing, that's a part of it, the, the playing with the eyes, the shifting, um, was, um, was the thing that was unusual, you know, because I wasn't just looking, just like with, you know, with the tea leaves when she pointed out the cart. Do you see that? And I'm going, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. uh, you know, so that was like the clouds. The thing that I was doing when I was in my bedroom looking at the wallpaper was another thing entirely. And I, um, at one point, oh, way back, um, I was, told in meditation that um, I was shifting um, my eyes and uh, dimensions and I didn't you know I didn't even understand that at the time and uh, that something that I was shifting when I was doing that so who knows I mean hey this and you know what they do three dollars now with for coffee yeah you know, can get, <laughs> yeah can get you a cup of coffee yeah so you know um it's uh i'm just giving you my experience no and yeah and i'm just uh, i'm just you know i'm just 
exploring it a little bit because there was this this book this um, called Magic Eye, which is was oh. a very popular set of books, and I was I was amazing at it. And what it was is it looked like a a random picture, and then you would shift focus of your eyes. They told you how to do it, and then when you when you did that, when it kind of clicked into place, there was an image inside of there. So there'd be like a sailboat, and it would be this three D oh, sailboat yeah. that would pop out. Uh, and this was these were very popular oh, books when I was a on, kid. On the computer too. Yeah, they have optical illusions and everything. And yeah. I don't know if maybe what you're talking about with the wallpaper is very similar to that. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, no but problem. I, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. So the other question was, when you and your sisters were together, did each one of you have like a different special power? Can I say superpower? Can I say that? Oh, dear. No, <laughs> did, I did you guess? that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, because we were just doing what was natural for ourselves. And... Um, um, and so we weren't thinking in those terms whatsoever. Um, don't forget, it's a, it was a different era. And, you know, yeah, I can remember reading comic books and seeing Wonder Woman in the comic book. And I was like, oh, yeah, I would like that. But that was, you know, I mean, yeah, it was a different era. So we weren't exposed much to that kind of thing. Sure. So, no, I mean, we didn't, um, we didn't think of being... different or anything like that we were just being ourselves being natural mm-hmm. okay well, that's fair so, um so the the moment for me i think that so the, the way we, we met in kind of an interesting way where i was i was working on a project and i remember one of your friends who lived across the street she brought me over to meet you and i remember you were you were pretty scrutinizing of me, and I remember your antenna went up, and you were like, "Who is this guy? Well, I'm gonna, I'm going to figure this guy out." And I don't know what happened there. I don't know what impression you got, but I must have passed the test in some way or another. Do you remember this? I remember this day like it was yesterday. Um, barely, barely. Um, I do remember that. Um, you know, I was I was a little wary because um, I didn't know who you were and what you were coming from and that, you know, and I knew you were interviewing people <laughs> mm-hmm. and I just wasn't sure how, how to move forward in this. So I was really looking. Mm-hmm. And, and you didn't yeah. find anything. Um, I know I, the more that we talked, the more that, you know, my whole system uh, relaxed and that, yeah, this is safe. This is okay. So I was either extremely dangerous or I was completely not dangerous. It was one or the other. Well, danger, I wouldn't have put it in that way. But, <laughs> but you know, predators have... can shut down people's systems. So if I was, you know, if I was like a, the, can, the, huh? the psychic lion equivalent, yeah, I could have totally fooled and bypassed your radar. Well, my radar uh, for those kinds of things usually is pretty good. No, I, I believe mean, it. I don't make mistakes. I do. Right. But uh, you know, yeah, it's usually pretty good. I have to. I have to be able to trust what I know deep inside. Yeah. And in order to, you know, know, I have to look, feel, you know, and bring it inside of me, and check. And what I'm doing is like checking with my, you know, some would call it a soul self, some would call it a higher self, God self, whatever, you know. Um, the I am, I don't know, but I, it's like we can use a lot of words, but it's like we all know that we have some kind of inner 
part to us that knows what it knows. And it doesn't have to depend on all the things around it, but we anticipate that we need to take that information in. And um, so for me, um, you know, checking, because not always are people um, in front of me for my highest good, and so for me, checking is always a, a wise thing to do. Mm-hmm. No, and I I commend you for it. Now, those are the kind. So when I was there in front of you, you were able to kind of tune into this thing, and I think that that's probably mm-hmm. where you're more comfortable, like having, you know, tangible, you know, being in proximity of the person. But you also one of the coolest things about you that I found out while interviewing you for a separate project was that you worked for a while at the psychic network where people would call in and they would, you know, and then they would get a, a reading. This is back when like there were, you know, eight, nine, nine numbers and it cost three ninety five a minute and you know, commercials all over the good old days of pay, t- of pay, of uh, pay yeah. telephone. It was amazing. So how did that work? And you were there right at the beginning, right? I was there at the very beginning. Uh, they had only, um, it was the first one with a, a, an older couple um, and, that had the idea and um, really committed to this. And it was a friend of mine who knew about it. And, uh, and he told me, and I went to, <laughs> went to this little tiny office in not the best part of town. And, uh, and this was in San Diego. And... Um, you know, because he, he he saw me doing a psychic reading, and we hadn't seen each other for a while, and and I was in a, a psychic fair, and uh, so he came and and uh, you know after I was finished my reading, and he he said you you got to know about this, and I'm going, you're doing what on the phone? Ha! I don't think I could do that. <laughs> he yeah. laughed and he said, sure you could. He says, come and watch. Come and just see. I said, okay. So I walked into this little office with six phones, okay, and uh, that were used for that. There was a couple more at the back that were business. Um, and uh, and so, <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there watching, and I'm I'm in I'm marveling, you know, that he can do this. And uh, and at that point, uh, it wasn't linked in with the phone system at all. Um, you know, it would. I mean, at all, like it eventually was with computers and everything. Um, it was, um, you know, they only could take payment through a, a Visa card and da da da. You know, mm-hmm. so I, so I just sat there in wonder and uh, spoke to him for a few minutes after his call, and then it rang again. He picked it up and he handed it to me, and I. <laughs> because I really didn't believe that I could do this. Mm. But I, you know, he wasn't going to take it back, and this person was waiting, and so I winged it. <laughs> you know? yeah. That's how I felt at the time. I was winging it. And uh, it, I maybe about the, I started telling the impressions that I was getting, and, uh, and then um, it, it was like maybe two or three minutes before I started to flow with it, and uh, and you know had interaction with the with the person, and uh, it took about ten minutes, and um, I got off feeling like I must be sweating bullets, and uh, um, he was 
he was clapping his hands and he says, and you said you couldn't do this. And yeah. I just, I just was stunned because I didn't, I thought I had to be right there with a person. It never occurred to me that I could reach across a nation, you know, mm. and meet somewhere in the middle with this person who was calling, which is what eventually happened. You know, so somebody, you know, wherever they were, I would call, and this is when the, when the line was, it was only like a couple of months before there was an investor, and, uh, and then we just grew to 300 and on a 24-hour thing. And uh, um, it was uh, it was remarkable. The training we we called it um, like a university. We we saw it as a you know a training school, and the, we were all very different from each other. So that that was a quite an experience. And I was I did that for four and a half years, wow. and saw the change that happened, and the learning, and uh, us um, you know some of us really felt like we were there doing um, God's work. Um, others, you know, felt like they were just, they were helping people. And, um, you know, different people had different attitudes, and not all of them um, were real. Right. <laughs> and, you know, so I got to watch that, you know, whole thing happen where, you know, they would find out who wasn't real and and, uh, and let them go. <laughs> yeah. You know, because they had a very high standard. Well, that was going to be my next question is, you know, for me, I have a, a very high level of scrutiny that I put people through who claim these types of abilities. So if you're telling me a story where a guy hands you a phone and like you, you know, and you give your reading and then put it down, like that's great that you did that. But to me, you know, here's 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 where I excel. Where's the accuracy? Where's the proof? You know, how did how do you know? To me, accuracy is key. You know, anyone can kind of look at. There are people. You know, there are ment mentalisms where you can kind of do mental tricks to get information out of people, and you know that kind of thing. Oh there are, there are, there are definitely tricks that you can use, but to be accurate yeah. from a you know from a from an intuitive standpoint, I think is something that I hold in high regard because I think it is so rare. You know, so how do you how do you know how accurate you were when you talk to these people on the phone? I mean, that's the place where you could you know get the least you level can't of feedback. Help but get feedback from them, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and and a lot of people, what I discovered uh, as time went on was a lot of people would call, not for the reason they thought they were calling, but the reason underneath it that was was a deeper reason. You know, I mean, you call me for the lottery numbers. You know, it's like, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and why did you get in touch with me anyway? Right. Uh, rather than somebody next door, you know. Um, so, you know, that I had to learn that as I went forward, you know, to uh, um, to find, okay. So I always went into it with the idea that they were calling me. So they were asking, they were reaching out for something, Okay. And um, whatever that something was, there was a good chance it wasn't what they thought it was, okay? Unless they were calling about, you know, who's my baby's daddy or, you know, right. that yeah. kind of stuff, you know? Um, the, but even under that, there would be something else that was really the issue. And, uh, and I just kept, you know, 
I, you know, every time I would um, would reach for the phone, of course, I did it my way and others did it theirs. But my way was, you know, um, a, just a little one-line prayer, and uh, not my will, dear God, but thy will be done in me and through me. And reach the phone and go, you know. So um, my intentions were really clear, that I was there to do service for this person, whatever it was that they needed at that moment. And, uh, um, and, and you know, I had to learn to do that in short short uh, phone calls they, they they when the when things got paid for the like through the phone company and everything then you know they were doing testing and there was a couple of months where we couldn't go longer than 20 minutes there was <laughs> I mean it was just wow. like they were doing a lot of changes and each and many of us um, fell by the wayside because we couldn't take that kind of intensity. Um, and, uh, and, and then, um, and California is, is, um, full of people who are interested in, uh, things beyond the five senses. Mm. Um, it, it tends to have attracted that. And, uh, so, uh, you know, um, I was there to re to reach back to whomever was reaching out to me and I would, um, Maybe I would ask for their first name, and I would ask for what city and state they were in. And that would be my first thing that I would say, um, other than introducing me by my name. And, uh, and then uh, we would go from there. Uh, some people would talk right away and give me a question. Other people would wait until I started things, and I t started telling them what my impressions were. Um, and uh, uh, I just got better with it where, you know, yes, there would be feedback, but I wasn't asking probing questions. Even when I was looking for, you know, some lost keys for someone, um, you know, I would be telling them the colors I was seeing, um, what room I thought it might be in, um, you know, that kind of thing. Yes, I would be asking that kind of a question, but I'm checking at that point my perceptions to see, you know, you know, this is what I'm seeing, this is what I what I'm feeling, um, and uh, and you know, and you know, they eventually found their keys. Um, so so my, you know, yes, it comes first from the integrity of the person, you know, and the willingness to do whatever it is that's necessary to um, to give that person, to fill that person's need at this time. That's so how I view it. That was always your goal? Always. Oh, yeah, that's what I was there for. You know, I was so stunned at being able to to make a living, you know, at, at uh, something that was a part of my nature, that was a part of who I am, um, just on a daily basis, that I had to, um, you know, I, ha I had to train myself not to be more than people were comfortable with. Mm. So I, I asked, I asked Creator to, uh, to only let me know or see what it is 
that um, either I need to know or they need to know. And so I function, that's how I said it, was I function on a need-to-know basis. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm not trying to see what would make uh, people uncomfortable or what is not my business. Plausible deniability. I think that's what, I said plausible deniability, that's what the politicians call it. (laughs) Okay. I wouldn't have known to put that in that context. Yeah, that's kind of what you had, you didn't know. So did you ever, I don't know if you can go into this, but you don't have to give names, did you ever see things that you probably weren't supposed to see? Did you ever touch someone's hand and see the murder they just committed or anything like that? Um, that's a hard one. Um, I've had to shake off yeah, some things, you know, that I began to see and as soon as I realized, whoa, I'm stepping into some place which I'm, you know, is not appropriate. And then I would, I would, it was like closing a blind, you know, like a Venetian blind, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pulling the string and closing that blind. That's not for me. And and, uh, so um, I've had, um, I've had suspicion uh, and, and asked deep inside, you know, is this for me to know? And the answer was no or yes. And uh, and so I would go with either of those answers. Mm-hmm. If it was a yes, then uh, you know what is it I need to say? What is it I need to 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 um, share with this person? Or what do I need to ask them? Yeah. I mean, have you ever been tempted to abuse that power? Like where you saw oh. something you probably weren't, and you were like, I wonder what's going on here. Well, that gets me double checking, and Mm -hmm. I have a yeah. I have if I if I have something that doesn't feel quite on target, you know, then I'm scurrying inside of me. Um, I'm I'm going and I'm looking and I'm asking inside. You know, um, what is this? What do I need to know about this? Do I need to know? and uh, so that you know, it sets me scurrying inside. Meanwhile, you know, especially if the person's in the room, <laughs> right? You know, I mean, I've got, you know, it's like I have to function on multiple levels for sure at that point. Mm-hmm. And I also, if I'm with someone on the phone, I do not want them hanging on that phone in silence while I do my stuff. You know, that I need right. to do to get clear. Right. You know, so I have to be very um, vigilant. I guess is a good word to. You know, to make sure that, you know, I stay on target. Um, and I'm answering your, your question because it feels like I'm not quite answering it. No, you're definitely dodging my question. I just assumed you were doing okay, it politically. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Oh, no. I'm just curious. All right, so answer, ask me either again the same way you did or yeah. ask me in a slightly different <laughs> way. So I can give it to you directly. Well, I'm, no, what you're saying makes sense. I was asking you for, you were telling me, the process, and I was asking you for specific examples of like times where you've maybe have seen something you shouldn't, or um, you know how how does that work? And you, you don't, if you don't want to answer it, you don't if you don't feel comfortable answering. It, you don't have to. There I just... was a time when I really thought I wasn't to give anyone, and I still am very careful about this. I was not supposed to give anyone anything they didn't ask for. Mm. So in other words, if I was if I was at a party, okay. And, uh, and, and 
I, I'm, I'm actually describing something that happened. Um, because I really was so careful, and I was, I was, I believe I was on the line at that time. Um, so I was, you know, I was really looking at what are my boundaries, you know, and what, what is, what is right, what is not quite right. And so, um, but I had decided for myself that I was never to give out just voluntary information to someone about themselves, right? Okay. And um, and so <laughs> I was at this party, and across the room was this person that I had just recently been introduced to, and uh, and uh, all of a sudden I got this drive to walk across the room and to tell him this thing about himself. Huh. And uh, and I thought, oh my God, you know, I can't do this. You know, oh my God, I can't do this because I had this rule in my head that said, no, you don't do this um, because then you've stepped in where you're not supposed to be. Okay, so I, I said no to myself. I'm not going to do this. Okay, and then it came up again, only stronger. And I'm going, wait a minute. You know, because I have, see, this is, and I still work this way. If something comes up once, I can shrug it off. If it comes up twice, well, I'll pay a bit more attention, but, you know, but, you know, I'm not sure is this really, you know, something I should do. If it comes up a third time, I better do it or else I'm going to get hit over the head with a plank, you know? Right. <laughs> so, so that's my, that's kind of my, what I've learned works for me. And so, so I'm standing there, still across the room, trying to ignore this feeling, and uh, it comes up the second time, and I, you know, and it's stronger, and I'm going, oh, goodness, you know, this is really strong. And uh, the third time it came up, I went, I got to, I got to. So I walked across the room and told this young man that I didn't know, and I said, um what do you have to do with astrology? And he looked at me and he said, um, I'm taking a class. I said, do you really like it? And he said, oh, yeah. And he would start talking about it. And I'm, I'm just listening to him. And I said, um, I need to tell you that, uh, that you were, um, that, that you were a teacher of astrology, that you were an expert of astrology in another life, and I couldn't believe, I didn't know this person, yeah. I said, but I need you to know, <laughs> uh, which is something I never said, <laughs> I need you to know <laughs> yeah. that you were uh, someone uh, in another lifetime, um, and I knew what I was describing, and, uh, and I said uh, that this was... Um, and that you know more than what your teachers know. And that you have views of astrology that others don't have. And that you'll teach that later in your life. And so you need to know that now. He's looking at me like, who is this person? Right, you yeah. know? And Security. It took a lot of courage for me to open my mouth and tell him. And yes, there were more specifics, but I do not want to make it that specific mm -hmm. uh, I, I told him which lifetime it was in for goodness sake you know it's like who he was and uh, 
And I'd never done anything like that before, but it was such a strong drive. I couldn't, and it had come up three times, so I had to honor that. And years later, he told me that someone else along the line, you know, had also told him the same thing. Um, and, of course, by that time, he's, all, you know, he's already well on this career uh, of, of astrology hmm. uh, and of, of teaching and book writing and all of this. And, uh, and so, <laughs> you know, wow. so I'm just going, wow, <clears throat> okay. So that was the time that, you know, that I went against what I thought was my rule. So now I'm just much more cautious. I, I do leave the door open a crack for that to happen, whereas I didn't before. But um, so hopefully that I'm still I'm, I'm I'm using wisdom when that does come up. It just that one was an exception because it was so strong. It was it was my first. Yeah, I mean he must have thought you were flirting with him. I mean you just march over there and you start telling him all this stuff. The, the, <laughs> You know what I, I mean? Know. Yeah, I mean that must. I never asked him that. I'm sure he but, must have uh, been like, "What the? Yeah. This is a weird way to hit yeah. on me." It's a little bizarre, but I guess it works. Who am I to judge? <laughs> I guess it got his attention. <laughs> it sounds like was, it. You know, uh, wow. I, mean, I was glad he wasn't standing because you know, while I got the first couple of hits, you know, um, he was standing talking with somebody. But by the time I got over to them, you know, after the third time, um, he was standing by himself. And I was grateful for that because I really, I didn't know how he was going to receive it. Mm -hmm. uh, He ended up becoming a good friend. Oh, that's good. good. That's great. So it all worked out. Yeah. (laughs) So it's it's okay to pry into people's, uh, (laughs) into into their world. I sure didn't know I was prying. That's for sure. I would not have put that word to it at all because there was no intention behind it. Mm. Prying has intention behind it. Yes, that's true. And, you know, um, I think intention is pretty important. It's very important, Arjuna. That's well put. Um, So how did you learn to, like, focus your ability? I mean, I imagine at some point... You, you discovered you had this ability and then you use, so you use um, tools so tarot cards or tarot as you pronounce it I will pro- I will say tarot as uh, okay. is, is it tarot or tarot I want to be correct oh to me it's tarot it's okay. not yeah I don't know that's how yeah that's what it is for me I think that was how I first was introduced to it was with pronounced that way and so you had to learn how to I mean, I remember you telling me a story where you learned how to read blueberry muffins. You know, I mean, did you have to, did you have to learn how to use? Because basically, what they what the cards are is a tool to to, you know, like kind of, yeah. I mean, like a carpenter can't make a door with just his bare hands. He's got to have a hammer and some nails, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so these are the kind of tools that. So, where did you learn how to use these tools? Well, I have I, I went to a uh, a teacher. I was wanting to learn how to lay, how to do laying on of hands, okay? Because I know, and I knew at the time that you know there was energy coming through my hands, and that, uh, and that I wanted to learn how to focus that and help people. And so I went to this teacher who um, who taught this, and uh, and it was I don't remember a couple of months of a class with her, and. Uh, and it didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to at first at all, because she told us that we, you know, that we were going to learn how to read tarot cards. 
the ads, but it drifted your way. Uh-huh. And, I'm already uh, in there. Uh, <laughs> and planted the seed. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, so I, 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 I just looked at her and I said, I don't do reading. Now, that was my attitude. Oh, wow. I don't do reading. Okay. And, uh, and she looked at me and she said, here you do. And I'm going, <laughs> wow. This is a teacher that had a really good reputation and that I liked as a person. And I thought, well, maybe she knows something I don't. That's why I'm here, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, so um, I resisted. Oh, my goodness, I resisted. And, uh, um, but I now know in retrospect that that was part of her way. Uh, that was a tool that she used to get us in her class to open those parts of ourselves, to see beyond our own limitations, you see, uh, and what had been taught us as limitations. And we could do that by doing the tarot cards because those cards had pictures on them, and those pictures could mean many things. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, that was her way of making us expand, move beyond our physical limitations. And so that was a huge gift to me, even though I resisted it like crazy. Um, and, uh, and then promptly, you know, went and got, chose a, a deck of cards. <laughs> she told, when she saw them, she says, oh, those give me a headache. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I've chosen terrible cards. <laughs> But everything, everything in my gut, as men like to say, everything in my gut said, you know, as I'm standing there in the store, said those were the ones as I was holding them in my hands. And I'm going, okay, well, whatever reason, uh, these are the ones I'm starting with. <laughs> hmm. <clears throat> so, um, but that's how I got into it. And, and then I became aware that, you know, that... Um, I could do this very well, <laughs> yeah. um, but I, that was not my intention going in. I didn't even know that was part of the class. So I ended up eventually teaching some of it. So that was funny. Not there... some of the class, not some of the class, but I, yeah, but I have taught people how to, to read through it. Mm-hmm. And there... how to do readings through the phone as well. Because there are many different decks, right? I mean, there's, oh, I don't want to say hundreds oh. or thousands or millions, but I mean, there's hundreds, at least sure. definitely hundreds. Mm-hmm. Like in print today or in the history of tarot cards? Oh, there's a lot. I don't know. I haven't thought to count them. Um, see, that's that linear thing again. <laughs> uh, but there's a bunch, you know, and they keep bringing out new ones. And, um, you know, and I even know one woman who invented, you know, her own deck. Hmm. So, you know, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Um, so I, I uh, yeah, and, and, I use different cards for women than I do for men. So what are the cards you use for women? For women, they're called... um, Oops, I wasn't thinking about that. I've only used them for years, and they're, you know, but they are Daughters of the Moon is the name of the ones that I use for women because they have images that that reach deep into, well, definitely to me, but into other women as well. And I've taught a class on that with Daughters of the Moon for women. And um, with men, I have a couple of 
Oh, by the way, the ones that are for women are round. Yes. And the ones that are men are rectangular. And the um, the female one that that you what is it called? Daughters of the Moon. Mm-hmm. So you you the one you have you actually like colored them in right from what I remember. Oh yes, I told you about that. That's right. Um, yes, I actually I spent a year coloring these. They were they were first produced in black and white. Uh, now I don't even know if you can get them in black and white anymore. But um, but uh, and that served me. And I was I was on the line at the time, you know. Um, and I would I would be coloring in between readings when I had time, and uh, um, because I would be in that kind of a awareness, that kind of openness, you know. And I would pause after the reading, and then I would do coloring. And, uh, and, uh, and, and it would take me at least a week um, for each card. So that way I was, like, integrating what that card meant. Not just, first it was for me, okay? But then it also was, you know, for others, you know? So mm. it was, like, all the, all the symbolism that was, um, was embedded in the cards. So, um that's how, yeah. So that that particular deck is um, very strong uh, for me. So when you everyone when, has different backgrounds, so they are attracted to different things. Right. Now, when you use it, you're now when you're you're talking about female energy, right? You're not necessarily talking about a female. You would use them for people with lots of female energy, correct? And, and I have done, uh, with that particular deck, I have done only two men um, uh, with that particular deck. And, uh, and, and it turned out very well. So I'm not going to, if someone has a tremendous amount of feminine energy and he's in a male body, I'm not going to judge, you know, that this is the best deck for them, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it just hasn't come up very often. It would just seem like a like an Argena decision to use energy instead of anatomy in order to to, <laughs> to pick the deck that you would use for a person. Uh, right? right? I would use anatomy. <laughs> it's like, hey, let me just check real yeah. quick. All right, we're going to use this deck, you know? Uh-huh. But you do... Uh-huh. But what you, what you say makes sense. And the other interesting thing I want to mention is one of the biggest enlightenments... Is enlightenments, is that a word? Um, one of the Absolutely. biggest enlightening moments I've had with you is you did a reading for me a while ago when I first took notes on on tarot cards. And the thing that really stands out, and maybe this is unique to you, but you have an, a borderline obsession with the dichotomy between male and female energy. Like you see lots of things in that kind of dichotomy when you're saying when you're explaining things when you're um, interpreting things and it, that just you kind of opened my eyes to that whole kind of world you know uh, I'm just I just well, found that interesting that's all okay oh well it, it, it comes up more with some than others and uh, and I just trust that um, I myself um, you know see things in you know more fa- male and female Form because I believe it has to do with language. Um, I was brought up in a country 
um, who has two languages, and that's Canada, and French is the other one. And in French, uh, the way, you know, many of the languages on the planet, um, they do, um, their language reflects male and female. Mm, correct, yeah. And I think that that, I think that was the beginning of my, the way that I see the world in that, you know, to do with that. Um, that, you know, when you, when you are learning French or Spanish and, and, you know, you, with French, you know, is it, um, is it male or female? Because then, you know, the word that comes right before it changes, you know, right. a, a the or an a is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah, is masculine or feminine, and you put it just right before that. So I think that whole thing was introduced to me when I was pretty young, uh, that concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think um, I think it, it colored the way that I see the world to begin with, and then of course that went to where it is now. Yeah. Well, you definitely you incorporate you incorporate it really well into your readings. It's just one of those things where I I never thought about it before. I started listening to you explain things, and then, you know, I was able to see your view on that. Mm. One of the wow. many things that you've taught me. Wow, okay. So, uh, so <laughs> I don't think I know all those things at all. <laughs> that, that happens. Uh, so let's talk about the tarot cards, you know, in general terms. So, okay. so, so it's a card with a picture on it that can be interpreted many different ways, whether it's upside down or right side up. Or sideways, I guess, even. Um, yes. And this diagonal? What if it's diagonal? I guess it won't, can't end up diagonal. It's in, it's, in, it's in movement. It's in cycle. Yeah, dynamic. And so there's and there's also two major suits of the... There's like the major and the minor arcana, which are... And the minor uh-huh. ones are kind of split up like suit, card suits, in a way. Exactly, exactly. And the major ones and are a little... Major. Oh, go ahead. You You're the expert. You go ahead. Well, no. From for me, um, how I can see when I'm learning a new deck. In fact, I'm learning a new one now, and uh, and I am only using the major arcana because those are the ones that are the most deeply spiritual images, and and the ones that um, uh, when I say deeply, that I really mean that they're they're symbolic of your past and where you're going and why you're here. And, you know, those kinds of things, not your everyday life, you see. So mm-hmm. the minor arcana are much more, uh, uh, much better to, um, to give uh, more day-to-day answers, you know. Um, and I feel like, um, you know, learning the major arcana... Um, you know, first of all, that's what I'm interested in in the first place, is uh, I think those are the most important questions to be answered, is why am I here, who am I, mm-hmm. <laughs> what am I to do, and where am I to put my foot next, right, you know? Right. Those are the most important ones. And uh, once I get those understood within me, then I ha- add on the others, <clears throat> you see. And, and because I, first of all, I don't, I don't, um, hardly ever read for myself. I don't see myself as being objective enough about myself to give myself a good reading. Now, there's many people who are out there and they're doing that. Um, um, That's really a thing? People really do that? Yeah. They do readings. 
for themselves at a certain point. Isn't, yes. that, isn't that like and using I, a Ouija board by yourself? Isn't that dangerous? <laughs> oh, boy, did you ever bring up a subject. That's another one. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it is dangerous. Um, you know, it, it depends on your definition of dangerous. Um, but, yes, um, it's not wise. And uh, I feel like... Um, you know, I have, and, and this has been very wonderful to serve me for my own, you know, for my own growth, is I will shuffle the deck of cards and I will pull one card. Then I will actually go to the booklet or whatever it is, you know, the reference, that, um, that uh, and, and look at it for myself. This is what I am to focus on for my lesson today. Okay? And uh, however... Uh, more than that, I'm really uncomfortable doing, um, doing readings for myself. I just do not feel like I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm objective enough. Mm. And, you know, um, protection is a part of this. Um, you know, it's funny because when I do healing work, um, uh, I am very conscious of, um, making sure that I'm fully protected and I'm not taking on stuff from them, okay? Mm. Or they're not taking on any stuff of mine Mm. from me, okay? And then I have, you know, then I also am responsible because they put themselves in my hands. I'm responsible for making sure they're protected as well. Now, it's odd. um, Many people will go by a book telling them how to do readings, you know. I've never done that. Um, I was really, somebody asked me to do a trade at one point. I had <laughs> had a psychic pair in my home. This is still in San Diego, by the way. Wow. And, um, and, uh, and this man came, and he had been, like, highly, highly trained and had this big reputation, and I'm going, hey, he wants to make a trade with me, oh, my God. Because I'm an, I'm an intuitive, I'm a, I'm a sensitive, and, uh, and, and I do everything that way. And he did it from what I consider the other side of the brain, where he went into all this training and he learned all this ABC stuff, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, oh my gosh, how can I, how, <laughs> mine, mine won't be anything compared to his. So he did his first, and... Um, you know, and uh, and then I did mine. And at the end, he looked at me and he said, he says, I know, because he says, you told me that you were apprehensive about this reading. And I said, yeah. And he said, he says, you do things that you don't even know that you do. He says, things that I was taught to do, you do naturally. He says, I watched you do them. Hmm. He says, I could explain it all to you, but he says, I don't think you need me to do that. <laughs> I'm just looking at him. He says, you just gave me a very good reading. He hmm. says, I am very happy with the information you've given me. And I'm, just, I'm sitting there so relieved <laughs> because wow. I was intimidated by doing this yeah. uh, to someone who was so you know, knowledgeable in that world, um, the way that many people learn. So, I, you know, I've not hidden from it, but I haven't utilized it either. He, um, his comment uh, really kind of set, my, um, set me at ease as far as, um, you know, should I go uh, 
and, you know, study in that kind of fashion, in a linear fashion. Um, and, you know, that just relaxed on that after that. <laughs> mm. You know, and yeah. just, you know, this is a tool and this is all it is, you know, and that, that you know, that teacher that I had that said, by the time you finish this portion of the class, you'll be able to read blueberry muffins, and we all laughed. And uh, we thought she was joking until the last one of that particular um, part of the class, last session. Um, <laughs> she brought in this big tray of blueberry muffins, paired us up, and had us read for each other. Read blueberry muffins. <laughs> we read blueberry muffins, yes. Yeah. Now that sounds well, my silly. My grandmother can read tea leaves. I can read blueberry muffins. No, that sounds silly, <laughs> but that that actually is a thing. You can do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because we can do that. I mean, this is the thing: is that it's not not coming from the the linear, technical, logical part of us. It's coming from another part that goes beyond the five senses. And, um, you know, every, everything in me says, and this has been from teenage time, when I first started looking at this and going, well, you know, why am I doing this the hard way when inside I know? <laughs> I already know, and here I am doing the, you know, going all through this stuff, and and it's to me that's the hard way. It's the long way around when I can just go with what I know. Don't ask me how I know. I just know, and I remember saying that a lot at one point in my life. Just <laughs> I just know, mm. and uh, because I didn't have the understanding, I just was working with the principle of it. And so what I did was I kept, you know, asking inside, how can I bring this to balance? Because, because um, you know, I know we have an intellect for a reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And so what is my reason for having an intellect, you see? Because I know I'm supposed to bring it into balance with the intuition. Okay, so the intuition is easier for me, and the intellect is easier for you. Mm -hmm. But I think that each one of us has something to learn to bring ourselves into more balance. You learn you know, more about allowing your inner perceptions a little more, and me learning how to allow my intellectual perceptions more. So I really do think that, you know, we are, that is, you know, if there is a masculine and feminine in spirit, then I think that that's where it comes from, is, is, um, is the intellect seems to be more of this, the male brain, the male uh, perspective, and, the, the, and it isn't that we as women don't have that and it isn't that men uh, you know don't have the intuitive they do and as soon as i started calling it gut feeling uh on the phone <laughs> you know men immediately would say would just jump at that and say well i know i don't want to go against my gut feeling because mm -hmm. it gets me into trouble mm -hmm. uh -huh. 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> and see, and I had to learn that for myself when I was young. You know, because everybody else was saying, intellect, education, da-da-da, da-da-da, you know, this is how you get ahead, this is how you do. And me, you know, that was not my way, and I had to figure out what my way was. Yeah. So now I'm still trying to get to a, a really good balance and stay there. <laughs> well, life is the search for equilibrium. Um, I have to say, yeah. you, you did this like a pro. You we are you wrapped everything up right at the right time, and I think that that's a very poignant statement. You know, I think we're all trying to reach equilibrium, and we all have pieces of the puzzle, and we have to find the other people with the other pieces to find the full puzzle picture. You're here. You're here. We can learn from you. And we can we can learn from each other. We that's should, what we're we here should, for. That's what we're here for, Agenda. Let's learn from each other. Um, all right. Well, Arjuna, that is that is wonderful. So uh, thank you so much for talking to me about this and enlightening me once again on a subject that I'm not only fascinated with, but completely ignorant on. And that is what I like to do on this show is, is to learn things that I know nothing about. So thank you. You're and, welcome. And, uh, and thank everyone for listening to this episode. Have a good night.